Okay. Yes, yeah, you definitely feel that every, seems like it's every year, it's a time of danger for the Jewish people. It's also a time of Hashem's extra love, that's what they say also Kabbalistically. Okay, we're going to have fun today. Um, it's a, uh, sometimes we have like deep thoughts or interesting thoughts. It's a little bit, we'll, we're getting into Dine Mominus. Dine Mominus is, is certain complexities to it. Uh, but um, we got into a discussion. Right now we're in the discussion of uh, when somebody owes a debt and they have to seize land, uh, what kind of land do they get paid with? Now, obviously, you would like to give them your cheapest land, but when are you required to give them your average land or your better land? So we started off in the Mishnah with damages. The Torah is clear. You cause harm to somebody, you got to pay your best. But then we said, that's not so simple. What does it mean, the best? The best that he has or the best that you have? So that was a whole discussion, which is going to pop back in. The idiot de Nizik or the idiot de Mazik? The best of the one... Uh, that got the damage, or do you got to pay the best of the one that caused the damage, the nizik or the masik? Fine. Um, so uh, that was one one discussion that we had. Um, we wanted. Well, is it a kanas for him, or is it just to make the person whole again? And if that person, the, 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 the best that he has, it should be sufficient to make him whole with. So you're saying that, you're, you're saying good, Richard, that you could learn that it's a kanas on the mazik, and so you want to hit him where it can. Be more careful next time. Or maybe it doesn't go that far. Maybe it's just that you've got to make him whole again, and you, you have to look at what would be the best uh, you need to make sure that he was fully uh, got compensation for the best that he would have had, which is the Nizik. Absolutely, yes. Isn't that interesting? Well, because for this rich guy, it's maybe not such a big deal to, to lay out the money. So we hit him where it counts, maybe, and we give him the uh, right. That's right. He'll face a bigger penalty. If that's the, the reward, is it not about the penalty? It's about the person who got the injury just being fully compensated. That's, those are two different ways. And in the end, it had to do with the psukim, even though we both have the logic on both sides. Okay. But now we got into a new discussion, uh, or we're getting into one, Itmar. Itmar is a good place to start on the last line. So um, we were trying to understand why we would need to uh, mention that um, the case that astounded us, which uh, was that the ksuva pays busy Boreas, that when you pay, there's a very important debt that every husband takes on to pay the ksuva to the wife. And uh, we've learned that you could, a person can satisfy that debt with even the Ziburus land, even the cheap land. So the question was, why? Uh, so there was a view that this should be like any other debt, and it would be average land. That uh, you, uh, the, uh, and regular debts are satisfied with average. You don't have to give the best, you can't give the worst. Fine. But why, uh, why would it be Ziborius? So one answer was that it's because it was the property, the, when the husband dies, it becomes an estate of orphans. 
And in general, when orphans have to pay, there's a rule that orphans always give from their, uh, that you can't take their better or their medium, you always have to take from their ziboris. So our question what though was, it does, it's not so much that the ksuba gets paid from uh, ziborius, it's that anybody that collects from orphans. So we were looking for a different scenario that it would be teaching us something unique that it gets paid by ziborius. And so now that we came up with a, an interesting scenario, that we're not talking about the estate itself, but we're talking about the guarantor of the estate. Now, the guarantor is not an orphan. In a case where there was a guarantor. Now, um, let's say when they got married, um, the, uh, the woman's father said, uh, so the groom is going to promise to take care of my daughter, well, and he's going he's to pay all this money for the ksuva, he doesn't have a penny to his name. We're not going to sign such a document. So uh, the groom gets somebody to be a guarantor that if he doesn't have something to satisfy the ksuva, then the guarantor will pay, make the payout. So uh, now when it comes to pay the ksuva and they want to go to the guarantor, the guarantor is not an orphan. See, the, the husband dies the, and, and she's going to collect from the estate and she'll have to accept the ziborius because... When you get from orphans, that's all you could get. But if you're not getting from the estate, you're getting from the guarantor. The guarantor is not an orphan. And so the question is, what does she collect in that case? So that's the discussion we jumped into. In case there was a guarantor for the ksuva, so would the guarantor only pay as much as the person themselves? And if the person themselves gets to pay cheap, then the guarantor gets to pay cheap. Or maybe the guarantor is different. And in general, we opened this whole subject up of how do guarantors work. And we discovered at the very end of yesterday that there's two kinds of guarantors. There's a mild guarantor, which is only if the... And then there's what's called a coblin, which a coblin is more of a super-duper guarantor. And they can actually go to that person first. Instead of going to the pri usually if the primary person who took the debt can't pay, so then you go to the guarantor, then you go to the orif. But over here, um, uh, by the coblin, that's like a super strong guarantor that you could even go to him first. And that, again, we're just opening up that whole subject of the concept of a guarantor. And uh, actually, they, they quote from the Chumash, from Yehuda, where Yehuda promised. Uh, Yehuda promised Yaakov Avinu that uh, if I don't bring Binyamin back, I guarantee it, that you can come to me, that somebody else can stand in, can take responsibility for some, Somebody has the ability to obligate themselves. Well, what do you mean? I, I take responsibility. If he dies, he dies. If, if, Yosef dies. if something happens, what does that have to do with me? But a person can obligate themselves, right? Yehuda said, uh, if something happens to him, I'm responsible. So you see that a person who wouldn't have been responsible can take responsibility. So over here, this poor chassan has no money to his name. He needs somebody to guarantee the ksuva. Someone else can step in and be responsible to pay that. Okay, so let's take a look. Itmar or the ksuva. If somebody promises to guarantee the ksuva, everybody agrees um, that he really doesn't mean to, uh, he, he doesn't really mean to um, uh, obligate himself. Uh, everybody agrees that he doesn't create a lien. You can't go to take a, if he doesn't have any property, when it comes time to collect, you can't go to him. 
And we're going to see. Uh, it's interesting that um, he really just does it as like an honor, like he doesn't really mean it. It's not a full Arav, this an Arav de Ksuva. That's number one. Number two, uh, basically, usually an Arav is a person lays out money and you're guaranteeing that they'll get the money back. By the Ksuva, nobody lays out any money. She's just getting married and she wants the windfall. If he dies, that she'll be taken care of. So it's, it's, it doesn't require that he take a lien. A lien is you're laying out money and so I'm leaning my property for that money. You loan him money and I'm taking the lien on my property. But Aksuva is not actually, he's not loaning any money. She's just promising that if, uh, if the husband dies, she'll be taken care of. Let's see that Rashi. First of all, it's not, it's just, a, it's a guarantor. It's not a, it's not a real it's not a shibud. It's it's just an arif. She's not losing anything. She didn't lay out any money. So back to the Gemara. Itmar or the Ksuva. A guarantor for to pay the Ksuva in case the husband dies or divorces the wife. Everybody agrees it doesn't create a lien. As we turn to today's page. Well, a, a lien means if he doesn't have any property, then I can go and see who he's, you know, who he sold to or, or if anybody bought from him. But if he has money free and clear, then he, he will have to pay. Well, he, he has achrayas. It's just, it's not lienable achrayas. <laughs> so if he's so got like a bank metalpin? account, what? Like metalpin, it's like a um, that is, he is on the hook? He, he's on the hook, but it doesn't create a lien. What kind of hook is that? Yeah, it like <laughs> a, yeah exactly. And so we're going to see. It's really just a covet at the wedding. Like, it's just a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, an expression. It's, it's, not, it's not meant, it's not like when somebody borrows money and, and needs money and says, well, I'm going to loan to him. That's a bit. Why should I loan to him? I'm not going to get my money back. And someone else says, I promise th- that this money is guaranteed. So a regular guarantor says, this money that you're giving him, I'm putting a lien on my property. You're, you're going to get that money back. That's a regular, that's a, a Coblin guarantee. That's good as gold. Whereas this is, you can't, if, if he's, he has nothing available, you could talk to me. It's not going to lien my property. I'll try to satisfy you, but it's not the same. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a, it's not a strong guarantee. It, yeah, so again, that's, that's a, that, it's, it's worth flushing out exactly what it is, but we're saying it's not as strong as the Kabbalah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can understand that uh, you know, this guarantor is saying what he is to try to encourage the woman to marry this guy, given that uh, he doesn't have any resources. But at the end of the day, how, how can, I don't understand when Rashi says that the wife does not, doesn't have any loss by entering into this marriage. She definitely has a loss because she's depending on the guy. And if something happens, especially she knows this guy is penniless, that she'll be taken care of. So she definitely has a loss because she could have married Joe Schmo down the block and she would have had been in a different situation. But he convinced her to marry this guy. I, I, in terms of laying out money, normally when uh, a guarantor is, you go to the bank and the bank says, I'll give you this loan. 
and the guarantor is saying that you will you, you don't it's not a risk for you to get to give him a loan because in case he can't pay back I am going to allow you to take it from my bank account. I have that money right now, and I'm putting the lien on my property to cover that, uh, that loss. Whereas in the case of the woman, even though she's owed a ksuva, but she's not paying money. Uh, she's not, the, he's guaranteeing that she'll get her ksuva, but he's not, he's not guarantee, she's not laying out money saying, before I pay this money, I need to make sure I'll get it back. Uh, Opportunity loss. Opportunity loss. Yeah. Opportunity loss. Yeah. Okay. Different. It's it is different though than a money loss. That's all. That's all we're pointing out. So uh, so again, we're just pointing out there's two kinds of. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is a big subject. Like I said, you'll find chapters on this in the in this forum about these these types of given to us. Opportunity cost on anything. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Right. right. Because I could have done this had I not done that. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, you can say that with anything. I'm a Columbia bureau. Right. Okay. Um, in that case, then why does the guy have to even give a guarantee in the first place if you're saying what you're saying? But what good is what he's doing? Because uh, it's, it's a little more than the groom. In other words, the groom right now doesn't have anything. And so... Uh, no, that's all it is. Um, so there, no, so there, I think there is some... Uh, if he, We're just saying it doesn't create a lien, but if the other person does have property, he, he will, she can go to him and uh, collect from him. It's just in case that he doesn't have it. If if he sold off the property, it wouldn't create a lien on it. I, I think I think last last point on this. I I think what's troubling maybe many of us is the fact that it says that Kuli Alma, like everyone agrees, mm-hmm. that that the guarantor is not obligated. You would think maybe there'd be a machlokas. Rabbi says this, and Mike says that, but everyone agrees. So there's, there's got to be a lot more there. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but this is the weaker of the guarantees. That's the plain or of it. Specifically, a guarantor for the ksuva. Everybody agrees it doesn't create a lien. Kablin, in a case where a person borrows money and somebody else accepts the obligation to, to be a guarantor over there, that for sure creates a lien. The debate is, what if a person uses is an orif for a balchov or a kablin for a ksuva? So that's the machlokas. Well, there's an opinion that says, So first of all, in order for a kavlin to kick in, one of the rules is the, uh, the guarantor, the borrower actually has some property, and he's a backup guarantor. So he's able to obligate himself because he knows the borrower has something. So the question is, would this work even if the borrower doesn't have anything? He says, um, See, you, you're willing to be a backup because you, you know that they can go to the borrower's property. But this view says that uh, you, you don't need that. There's another opinion that says, No, if the borrower has something, then the backup will be a backup. And the rule is for all of these, We don't require the borrower to have something to get a backup. Except, for the or of the ksuva. The avogav to istay, even if the borrower um, uh, has, and even though he serves as a guarantor, lo he doesn't um, 
the guarantor by the ksuva is looked at as a weak guarantor. My timer. What's the reason? Mitzvahuda of it. He's just being a nice guy. Velav midi chasra, and uh, she's not losing anything. Basically, he's just uh, encouraging the wedding. Uh, that th- those are the two things that uh, he's he's uh, he the guy needs to get married, and uh, you know, is there anybody who's going to uh, guarantor and sure he's going to do it, and it's. Uh, it's not looked at with the same seriousness, I would say, or the same. Is it a ruse or is it a reality? It's a reality, but it's not leanable. It's, it's not, uh, it doesn't create a shibun. So that's like a ladder into the sky. Uh, maybe, maybe if the guy is a person of means, it's not likely that he's going to sell off all his property. You don't, maybe you don't need a lien. So Amarava, let's see if that's correct. Tashma. Ravina. What? Ravina. Ravina, I'm sorry. Amaravina. Tashma. Mekora de taknostam yoser. Um, the original decree was the following, for the following reason. Yosur Maisha Ish Rotzelisa, more than a man uh, wants to get married, Isha Rotzelinasa, a woman wants to get married. And so, therefore, um, we said that we made it easy to guarantee the Ksuba. The Isoka Daikta Miyasme, and if the, um, uh, we're talking about collecting the Ksuba from orphans, if that's the reason that you pay Ziburia, is the reason you pay Ziburia? Because the ksuva is not a strong obligation, and she should be happy with what uh, she was willing to get married, even if she only was promised cheap land. Or is the reason because typically ksuva is paid from orphans? Visa miyasme. If it's because it's paid from orphans, haimishum diyasmehu. So we shouldn't be saying svaras that she was willing to commit herself because women want to get married. We should be saying that it's because it's typically collected from orphans. So, chufta marzucha chufta. Clearly, it's not because it's coming from orphans. It's because, in general, women were willing to get married with a commitment, even, uh, even if it's from the junkie fields that'll pay their ksuva. So, again, the question was what's the reason that you pay Ziborius? Is it because it's from orphans, or is it because women, uh, when they accept this particular ob- uh, they accept the obligation of ksuva, they don't require it to be from superior lands? They're even willing to accept. Aksuva from any type of land. So uh, we see clearly it's because they're willing to accept it uh, from any type of land. Okay. Omar Marzutra, Bereder of Nachman, Mishmeder of Nachman. Marzutra, the son of Reb Nachman, uh, said in the name of Reb Nachman, Shtar What about, let, now let's go back to the orphans over here. We're talking about collecting debts from orphans. So let somebody has a a shtarchov. Uh, they have an IOU on the orphan's estate. Now, what about if it says in the IOU in the document that uh, the uh, person can collect from the best of his fields? In other words, a person borrows money, and on the, what he writes to the bank is that he he's going to pay back. The bank is willing to, uh, is, is if I don't pay, you you can get from the best of my fields. Then the guy dies. And they go to orphans. So usually when you come to collect from orphans, we protect the orphans. We say they can pay the creditors with their cheapest lands. There's Iborius. But over here, what do you do? The document says, give them the best. So, He says, tough luck. Even though it says the best, the orphans can pay the cheapest. We protect them. I can prove it. Uh, because regular creditors always get paid from average. You can't give regular creditors the cheap stuff. But still, when they come to care, get from an estate, they get ziburious. So you see that uh, everybody loses, everybody has to accept less 
if they're taking it from these poor orphans. How do you compare the two? Balchov didn't meteorize the busy Boreas. Umiyas may busy Boreas. Yeah, under normal circumstances, it would have been average, but from from orphans, it's it's from it's from less. So you see, everybody has to take less uh, when it comes to orphans. So it shouldn't bother us. Uh, that uh, even though this deed said, uh, you know, they can collect the debt from the best, uh, everybody, when they collect from orphans, uh, is, is going to have to accept a little less than and what they... Well, we're saying that even regular creditors are accepting a downgrade. So basically, you have to be... When a person comes to collect, if, if the person who they now are collecting their debt from is an orphan, they have to understand that they're going to have to take... Lesser even, term. Even if it's an orphan from a wealthy person? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's love plug, that's, that's right. There's no way to differentiate. So, Amalei Rava, the, the Gemara is going to have a great Shiloh, which is uh, how old are the orphans? <laughs> which is, in other words, uh, it's kind of what you're asking is I, I understand having Rachmanis on some orphans and some estates. But what about if it's a rich orphan, and what about if he's a fifty-year-old or you know? So that we'll get to that. So Amar le Rava Haki Ashta, you're talking about Chayv that didn't make a rice a busy horse. Really, you can't bring me a proof from a, a, a creditor because really a creditor should be satisfied with even the cheaper fields. Uh, and Minat uh, Torah, if somebody owes money, you can pay him back the cheap stuff. You know they they have these funny cases every now and then where somebody gets upset with somebody uh, and uh, they pay them in pennies. You know, they try, somebody owes 20000 so they give them, you know, they start counting out the pennies. Or the, or every now and then there's like something in the news about that where somebody, uh, you know, is really annoyed by the way the, the person is asking for the money. So he goes and he gets, you got to be really committed to try to pay off, you know, $1,000 of debts in, in pennies. But they have these stories. So the question is, are you allowed to pay in pennies? Yeah, in theory, you should be. In theory, my pennies are pennies. So really, really, you pay back a debt. You can pay it with anything you want. It says that you stand outside the door. Now, it says you take what you can get. Usually what a person gives you is the cheapest thing he has. Uh, and so if that's true, why is it that we upgrade? Why is it that we give creditors a little better? We give them average. Sometimes, if people are going to loan money and they, they're only going to get paid back with cheap stuff, they might not loan the money. So in order to make it a little better, we say, no, you can collect the average. The Gabe Yasme, and since by orphans we want to protect them, they bump it back to the Torah din that really you can pay back with the cheap stuff. So if you're owed something and you're going back to collect the you know, the collateral, then you don't go into the house with him. He goes into the house, he gets it, he brings it out to you. That, that seems to be in, in different contexts of what we're talking about here. Um, so I have to admit to you, I had that question too, and I didn't yet resolve it. Um, well, I, I think in, it, basically he's paying... That case is where he's not actually paying it permanently. He's just paying with the temporary uh, a mashkon. And so it, it seems to be that he can, he can give a cheap mashkon 
So it, it seems to imply, your question is, how do you know that you can even give a cheap payment? If you can give a cheap mashka, how do, how do we make that leap in the Pusik? So I have to think about that some more, unless somebody has a quick uh, thought. But um, uh, the bottom line is, though, uh, we're trying to understand why is it that you pay back the cheap stuff, because really, Minadin, you could pay cheap stuff. It's only, we, in order to encourage loans, we said we bumped it up, but in the case of the orphans, we bump and down. So you can't really ask it. Mm-hmm. Is that word di di dane like uh, just from the word din, like what the law is, or is it a different word? We've been seeing a lot just with all the yiddin. Midiraisa, where the law from the Torah is Iburius. Is that the one you're talking? About? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the law. It's a word it's for like law. Like, yeah, that's correct. It's the law. Mm-hmm. The halacha. His din. So El Ahaka, but over here, Kivan the Dinamidiraisa it is over here where somebody loans money and writes in the deed that I uh, I'll loan you the money if you promise me I get the best, he should be able to collect from me Yasinami Bidis. So that's the question. So back to the original question. What about if somebody loans money and specifically writes in the document, I'm only loaning you the money if I can collect from the best? So can he go to the orphanage and collect from the best? And so we tried to bring a proof from regular creditors that uh, they get bumped down, so why shouldn't this guy? Well, you can't ask me something. Because regular creditors, really, you should be able to just pay anything. But over here, where the person wrote, uh, committed to pay the best, maybe even from orphans. Uh, um, he didn't, uh, according to Rava, he says that we learned in the name of Avram from Chuzoi, you can only collect from orphans, these worries. And that's even if you're collecting damages from orphans. Let's say the orphan's estate damaged somebody. And we all know that the fact that damages you got to pay from your best, that's a Torah did. So the, the proof would seem to be that even when you're, you're allowed to collect more, somehow the rabbis were able to bump down your payment to accept less. And so the question is, what, what's the, how do we know that? What's the logic like that? How is it that if really, Minatora, you're entitled to collect from the best, how do we bump you down over here? Allah what is the case? He said, actually, the case was a little more complicated. The case was, that the, um, the, the person who received the damage, his property, the best of his property was like the worst of the one who caused the damage. So we're, and we're going like and really, as long as you make him whole, it should be enough. And the rabbis instituted, we got to keep people from causing harm. We threw a penalty on the mazik to give his best. And over here, the reason the rabbis were able to downgrade him uh, was because really, Minatora, paying the cheap stuff is in theory not cheap stuff. Because the cheap stuff of the wealthy guy, in our case, was equal to the best of the person who got the damage. So our question was how could the rabbis downgrade you just because you're collecting from orphans? Uh, if Minatora, you're entitled to better. And the answer is, Minatora, you're not entitled to better. Because Minatora, um, uh, the, the person who received the damage, 
it, it should be satisfied with the best of his property and shouldn't be entitled to the best of the Masik's property. It's not so, but Tanur Lazar, Nutsoi, Eindifrenixem, Elmenizibois, Afilu Heinidis. You have to take the cheapest stuff, even if the cheapest stuff is, um, uh, is equal to your best stuff. My Afi, what does that mean, even if it's good? Laf, Avogad, Vgosi, it is, even though you wrote uh, the best in the star. So Lamora said, no, my idiot shifu idiot. The best doesn't necessarily mean the best. There's something else, uh, there's something called shifu idiot. Um, there's the best of the best. <laughs> he, had, he had other, uh, a person always has like their prize land. And so um, you can collect his best, but you collect, can't collect the best of his best. Uh, so um, the, the, the question was, when we said you can collect the best, that didn't mean what's called shifu idiot. What happens if you damage the best of the best, uh, then you collect, that, that gets upgraded from the orphans. So um, our question was really what the case was where we, uh, um, uh, we uh, were able to pay the orphans from a, um, uh, we were able to downgrade what you pay the creditor from the orphans. So then we said, We're continuing on this subject. Boy, boy, What kind of orphans are we talking about? Katanim? Is this only if they're poor little kids who don't know what's going on in their estate, and therefore? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's Rashi. No, this is bringing down Tosmos and the Rashba. Yeah. So I oh, so I don't know why he skipped Rashi there, but there is a Tosus on it. Um, I would just say that, there, that this term isn't... Uh, sometimes you have an easy translation that fits everybody. No, it's actually controversial exactly what Shifu Yidius means. Um, just, just a note. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, there, is, uh, there is this other explanation. That we were saying it's the best of the best. Actually, it's not so best, uh, but it's uh, uh, exactly what that status is. But if we have this other category, maybe we can resolve this dilemma here. Again, the dilemma is if Minatora, um, you're entitled to collect more, how can we bump you down by the orphans? Is, how would the rabbis be able to do that? Or what would they see to do that? But uh, we found that there are a few ways to explain it, and now we're moving on. And our question was, well, what kind, well who qualifies as an orphan? So, boy, Rebak, boy, Barami, Yisamu that which were said orphans, Katanimo Fil Gedolim. Is it only minors or even big orphans? Taknosam, who Dabu Rabbanan Gaba Yasmil Katanim Avid Rabbanan. Maybe the rabbis helped out those poor little kids who have no clue what's going on and they need our protection. The Gedolim. If they're big kids, lo avid rabbanon. Maybe the rabbis didn't make any rules like that. Odil mushum de lo de malva de meisleva. Maybe the reason is because when the lender loaned the money, he wasn't thinking 
that uh, the borrower may pass away. Nobody really likes to think about that. But now for Nixikamayasme, and now it's the uh, the property's in the hands of the orphans. The Havile no delith, and um, uh, the uh, if the um, uh, if they have trouble collecting, so they're not going to loan the money. So Hilcha Kafila Gedolim Nami. So therefore, even if they are older, uh, they would have instituted the, uh, the the same rules, because you need people to loan the money, or maybe not. It was it specifically to the uh, the fact that they were minors and they don't know what's going on with their father's estate, or did it have to do with encouraging the lender to loan? So Tashma. So we're going to see what we can prove. Let's try those words again. Some, something didn't ring well there. Let's try that again. Boy, we're back to boy barami. When we say orphans, do we mean minors or even gedolim or even older orphans? It was specifically when the rabbis instituted that when you come to collect, we don't want you to collect, um, take away and harm these poor orphans who are, people are going to take advantage of them. So in order to prevent that, they instituted that collections are only from the cheaper lands. But if they are older and certainly capable of representing themselves, lo avirabanan. Maybe the rabbis didn't need to institute you can only collect um, from the cheapest. O Dilma, or maybe that's not the reason. Maybe the reason is Mishum de Malva de When he loaned the money, he wasn't really thinking that the borrower would die, and that he'd be dealing with the borrower's heirs. The Havile no delis. And therefore. It's going to be a locked door. Let's try. We're saying. Like it's suggesting if the if the Malva knew that. So I think what it means is he wouldn't have done the right. The Malva wasn't thinking about it. And what's the reason that we want to protect the lender? It's because. Uh, he's not going to loan the money if he's worried that uh, he won't be able to get it. So we're saying that, uh, anyways, the Malva, ne- he never really thought that he might not be dealing with his borrower. So it's not Naldellis. The Havile Naldellis, he wasn't thinking that it would, that this isn't a reason. Therefore, even the Gedolim, there's no reason, uh, basically, the, um, uh, the, the lender, the reason he, he the, the, bar- the orphans can satisfy it with anything is because. The lender really hadn't, uh, hadn't uh, he, he didn't, uh, he was only worried about the borrower himself. He wasn't worried about the borrower's heirs. And therefore, the borrower's heirs can pay with anything because he, that wasn't on his mind. That wasn't going to prevent him from loaning. People, when they loan somebody money, they're not going to think, well, what if this guy dies and will I get? So therefore, it wasn't necessary for the heirs to obligate more. So that's the question. And it shouldn't make a difference whether they're orphans or not. So Toshma. What I changed was I, I, the null delis over here means that it's not uh, that that would have prevented the loan from going through. That's what it means. It's not that it it, it is a preventing the loan. It's not going to prevent the loan. So Tashma, Hitania by Kashisha by the younger taught the following: Yisomush Amr Gedolim Ein Sirklam Kitanim. Orphans are, are adults and even minors. So he he clearly says that that even adult orphans are orphans. Umar said Doma. Maybe that's when regard the typical taking oath. 
the gadol b'miyudavuk katan dami. Even if you're an adult, when it comes to the parents, what's going on with them, you're like kids. They never tell you what's going on with their estates. Avul in izibori is low, but maybe when it comes to paying, you're not like a minor. So what's the halacha in this? that we mean orphans vein and certainly young orphans for both halachas. Some people would argue that a person is an orphan whenever they lose a parent, they're always an orphan. You know, no matter how old they are, they still miss their mommy or their or their father. Okay. Uh, or they still don't have that protection in the same way. Somehow we um, uh, but uh, that with the it comes out that's the halacha. Now we can go further. So we're back to the, uh, the rule about collecting. Um, somebody owes money, and uh, typically you can only, um, uh, and you want to collect the money from average property, and you go to collect, and uh, he's already sold the average property. The only property he has is junk property, the Ziburius. So you don't want to take the Ziborius. You remember when you loaned him money, he had really good property. So the question is, can you go to that other property that he sold to other people and repo it to, to pay back your debt? So the rule is you can't collect from uh, property that was, uh, uh, was sold to other people. That's Meshubad, uh, but it's sold with a lien when he has free and clear stuff, even if it's cheaper. That's, that was the halacha. So boy, revakta boy, that was another halacha. That's, that's, an, uh, that's what we're continuing on with. So boy, revakta boy, barami, b'matana, hey. What about if he didn't sell the property, if he gave it away? In other words, what's the reason? Somebody paid money for this, so we don't want you to take it away from them. You should go and get it from what the guy has free and clear. But what if he, the person wasn't Nobody paid money for it. This guy just gave it away. So why shouldn't you be able to repo it? You have to understand the scenario. The bank is finally collecting. So what does he do? The day before the bank gets there, he gives away his property to his friend. And now the bank says, all right, I'm giving you the junk. And so if, if he's, somebody paid money for that property, I understand that you can't take it away from him. He paid money for it. Go take it from the junk that's free and clear. But if he didn't pay money for it, it was just gifted away. So why can't the bank go after it? So boy, because those people who bought from him, they're going to lose big time if the bank repos it. But where he just gifted it to somebody, easy come, easy go. Maybe they can go take away that property. Maybe even if there's a gift. If the person who gave the gift wouldn't have gotten something back, lo yayivle. I mean, he gave a gift because that person must have done something for him to get the gift. So it would, so people don't give somebody something just out of thin air. If they got that gift, they probably did a lot of things to earn that. Hilka keeps saying to That's similar to being a loss, and you can't take from them if he has something free and clear. So that's the question that we've thrown out. And now we're going to go to Tashma territory. So again, the, the rule is that when you come to collect, you should take from what's free and clear before you look to kick off somebody and say, uh, I have a lien. Our question, though, was, that's if that somebody was a buyer. But what if that somebody was gifted? That's what we want to know. Tashma. 
A person on their deathbed said, give 200 zoos to this guy, and 300 zoos to this guy, and 400 zoos to this guy. We don't. The question is, what if when you look to give the estate out, you don't have so much money there? He gave away more than he, he thought he had more than he did. So who comes first? If the, it turns out that this guy owed money, <laughs> he's very generous. He wanted everybody to think he was giving them money, and really he owed money. So the person who, who has the IOU can collect from all of them. But if he said first, second, and third, so then we say, therefore it comes out, the earlier you are in the gifting process, the better off you are. And therefore, if it turns out he owes money, they have to go to the last one. Ain lo, if there if there wasn't anything to any money left for the last one, then they go to the next one. Ain lo, go Mishlofein, then you go to the first one. But Afugav to come of Now, what about if the first one had sheep, uh, had average land? The for that, what? The reason for that that they go to the last one first? Because that was the way he worded it. First, he no. said, "I give to this one, and if there's anything left, give it to that one, and anything left, give it to that one." And so the um, uh, so the, um, when it turned out that there wasn't so much money because there was the debt that nobody knew about, so they, they'll go to the last one first. Uh, now, even though the Kama Bebenis, the first one got average land and the last one got the cheap stuff, you take away from the cheap stuff, uh, you, you, he has to take the cheap stuff and he can't get the better stuff. You see, even though he said give it, and these are gifts, you see that uh, that shields the property from the creditor. So basically, in, this is a case where he's giving gifts on his deathbed, and even though a he, he, uh, person got a gift of a better property, we still, the creditor can't go take it from him if there's easier property to take. So you see that even by gifts, uh, the creditor can't get it. The more said, no, that's not a proof. Uh, who said that uh, these, when he said give it, it was a gift? Maybe he owed it. Yeah, but didn't he say give? So maybe he meant tanu b'chovi. He said give it to pay back my debt. It wasn't so clear from that. In other words, he said give that guy money. Did he mean give him a gift? Or did it mean because I owe him? I have Alexi Shtar Why don't we look at the dates of the, if these are debts, why don't we see who owed first? Or he said to you can't find it. I have a kolkot and b'shtar kamer. We mentioned a shtar. So the Gemara said b'shtar pi. We're just talking about a will over here. That's not, a, that's not the IOUs. In other words, what happened was, we don't know how, when this guy borrowed these monies. We just know on his deathbed, he said, make sure to pay back this guy, this guy, and this guy. So our question was, well, at, um, when so, it turns out that before he paid them back, somebody else he owed. And so the question is, who do we go to? So why can't we look at the stars? So the Gemara says there is no document. There's what's called the star pekidita, which is like a will. Or uh, nami. Even um, if there's a gift, um, also um, he can collect from the gift. He means only the last guy loses. Or Or maybe if they're all equal. Okay, we will stop here. Um,